What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with this week's episode, just want to give a shout out to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things like streaming services in other countries. If you sign up now with our affiliate link, you can find that in all of our bios on just about everything. If you're watching this on YouTube, it should be right down there. Um, Spotify, Apple, we have it in there as well. And you can save up to 70% on a $3.50 a month plan for up to three years. That's a hell of a deal. You can connect up to six devices simultaneously. It's available on just about whatever platform you use, Apple, iOS, Android, Windows, you name it. It's on there. I use it myself. I love it. So check out NordVPN in the link in any of our descriptions or over at ggdsports.com. You can find it there. This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're going to be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bunnell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann. We are currently live on Twitch, YouTube, Periscope now on Twitter, basically every platform. You can check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, too, for all of the recorded versions of our podcast. Make sure you check us out on social media over at GTD Sport underscore sports, excuse me, and then our TikTok is at gtdsports.com. Check out our personal accounts. I'm over at RyanBanel8, while Elijah is at ElijahSpan19. That's Span with two ends. Last but not least, you can subscribe to the GTD Sports newsletter over on our website, gtdsports.com. There at the bottom, so you get email notifications on every episode and all that good stuff. All right. How are we feeling this week? It's been a, it's been a long week. Yeah, it has. Um, but, you know, pretty good. Football is – we can smell it. We'd smell it's, it. It's right over the horizon. We even got to see it last week, I, I guess, if you want to call it a Hall of Fame game, football. Yeah, technically. Um, I mean, it was nice to see on TV, you know. It was nice to, like, see it. At, it was nice to have football in the background while I played on my phone. Yeah, honestly, because it That's wasn't what, really anything. I would look up and just see a few no-name people, like, oh, you know, good for them. They got their two plays in the NFL yeah. before they get cut. Um, ben DiNucci was just as terrible as he was last year, so it was good to it was good to be reminded of that. He's a terrible um, quarterback, but he's a hell of a meme. He's a hell of hell of a last name, that guy. Yeah, Ben DiNucci. <laughs> but no, anyway, so yeah, uh, let's get this week started. My highlight of the week is that speaking of those Dallas Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game, um, was watching them on HBO's Hard Knocks. Did you get a chance to watch it? No, I did not. No. Uh, um. All I never usually games. watch Hard Knocks. I don't know why. Okay, I'm I'm pretty big Hard Knocks guy. I usually watch it every year unless it's just not that great. Um, and this one was a pretty good one, and so I was pretty good first episode. Pretty pleased with it. Um, yeah, that's it was it was great. Zeke looked skinny. Worried about Dak's shoulder. That's um, what. Yeah, we're probably gonna talk about that a little bit we're later. We're gonna talk Dak's about shoulder. that a little bit. There's a backup offensive lineman who wants cake. If you haven't seen that video yet, I recommend you look at it. He up. wants cake. He wants cake. So there's a <laughs> on one of the scenes, it's Dak's birthday, and they um they're surprising with the cake, and you see him. They cut to him. He's like huffing and puffing, like about to puke his guts out, and they smash his <laughs> smash Dak's face with cake. 
cut it back to the backup old line and he just goes, I want the kick. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. So it's hard. I've never really even like gotten into it. So is it more like, is there like reality TV aspects of it kind of? Yeah, 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 for sure. And they'll focus a bunch on like, they'll usually get a couple of fringe roster guys with a really good personality and they'll focus on them for a little bit. And you'll be like, oh, I hope this guy makes the team. And then when he doesn't, you're sad. But then when he does, you'll be like, hey, that guy was on hard knocks. And then like. So kind of like a last chance you type thing yeah yeah you can say well, that. without you like you know that. the last chance part you know but um there's also like uh i i discovered deandre hopkins but through the the year that the texans were on hard knock so usually like if there's a breakout player and he shows up on hard knocks you're like i need to draft that guy in fantasy so i'm because i remember that year i was like i'm targeting deandre hopkins in all of my leagues and that was the year he like <laughs> legit broke out so you can get some of that sometimes too yeah, now he's literally the undisputed number one. Well, I guess, I don't know, Madden has Devontae Adams above him, but that's debatable. But before we go any further, I do want to mention um, we have a few updates just oh, for, yeah, GTD Sports in general. No, you're good. I forgot to mention it in the intro. Um, but the Blanket Coverage podcast is coming to GTD Sports. It'll be the second podcast on our website it's going to be the start of the GTD Sports Network. We're hoping to soon add Elijah's solo podcast. Um, that should be in the works, as well as Alex, if you've read any of her blogs online. She will be adding a hockey podcast as well. So a lot of good stuff. We'll be uploading clips from the Blanket Covered podcast. That is hosted by Jack Wallace and Noah Parker. So welcome them to the GTD Sports yeah. team. We're excited to work with them and everything and get all this content made. Yeah, what a great name, too. Yeah, blanket coverage. Yeah. I love I love that name. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just want to talk about my solo podcast just for a quick second. Um, it's gonna be coming within I'd say within the week, maybe two, maybe even three. Haven't really nailed it quite down just yet. But it's gonna be called Unexpected Value. And it's gonna be uh, me just talking about whatever I want to. Basically, it's gonna it's gonna be sports focused of course there's going to be sports related but i'm not going to do just sports i'm going to do stuff outside of sports i'm going to talk about my life i'm going to talk about i'm going to do a lot of reddit readings too um so it's going to be all things that i like and i'm going to just talk about it to you because it's going to be out here in austin i'm living by myself and if i didn't start this podcast then i'd just be talking at a wall anyway so i'm just <laughs> for my sanity out here in austin <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a lot of good stuff coming to the website. Looking forward to that. And there will soon be an official, you know, GTD Sports Network rather than just one podcast. So a lot of options for everybody to check out if in case, you know, you're not satisfied with these pretty faces. But website redesign is in the works as well. Uh, We'll have all of the podcasts up on the main page so that it all fits the website and everything. So, yeah, just a lot of good stuff coming our way. Um, but that is that for the announcements. Let's continue. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, oh, what is your uh, low light? Well, out of the week, you mentioned Madden. I pre-ordered and bought Madden today. 22? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is that a low light? Because I'm not supposed to buy it. You're supposed. I'm supposed to hold out until uh, the NFL puts more – doesn't give – sole proprietorship to nfl licensing to ea so i feel like a crook 
Would there be like an, sucks. another game that comes? Well, I remember like 2K, bro. Do you remember the 2K so football saying, games? Like we need, we need more. We need, like, we need to give it back. Actually, I don't know if you've heard this, but 2K also has gotten a license to make arcade games, but not sim games, with the NFL. So like mm. NFL Street and shit like that. Oh, okay, make, that'll be dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that might make those types of games will make a comeback. I don't know how. That was like a while ago, and I haven't heard anything about it since then. So I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, Cave bit the bullet. Didn't buy last year's Madden. So usually I've been taking a gap year. It's worked out okay. But still, I, you know, I'm still buying Madden 14, it feels like, in a lot of cases. So yeah, I bought last year's Madden, but I really have no intentions of buying this year's. I just, I don't know why. I just don't want to. Yeah, it doesn't seem that great. Literally, no problem. I have heard, though, they added a bunch of updates, you know, like they have the home field advantage type stuff. So it's supposed to be a little bit different compared to the last ones. But I don't know. I don't I don't see much difference in like the trailers and whatnot. (coughs) All right. Anyway, my highlight of this week is probably my Zed horse stable. Have I talked to you about Zed before? Um, Briefly, yes. I know what it is. So for those that don't know, Zed is the internet NFT online, um, basically just a digital racehorse, right? And they're worth a decent chunk of money. Usually they're sold in Ethereum, but it's fucking cool, okay? I know I was high on Top Shot and, you know, that that went down, but this is <laughs> this is bigger than Top Shot, okay? This is bigger than Top Shot. But for some somehow I won, like, their giveaway, um, and I got a free Genesis horse, and the free horse I got is worth 900 bucks right now. So shout out to Zed for giving me a free horse. <laughs> and I've now I have three horses because I've used it to birth more digital horses. So it's exciting stuff. I love it. But and then yeah, I don't know. I also I kind of have two highlights. Like I also started another solo podcast, not on GTD. It's on um, SB Nation, Frogs of War. It is a college football and college basketball gambling podcast so if you want to see more of my content check that out as well um but low light of the week is joe burrow um not because of how beautiful of a man he is and his ungodly nfl talent but it's the fact that apparently he's playing like a little bitch in training camp and i'm scared i'm so scared he's not going to be the same wait so what do you mean by that i haven't like you haven't heard it yeah so apparently joe burrow's playing really timid he's overthrowing like elementary school throws is what the report said um and he's just like basically he looks like he's scared of his knee getting re-hurt and i would be too with that offensive line are you kidding me they're not going to protect him worth a second hey but you got jamar chase oh yeah we got a shiny new toy you know yeah Mm. can't overthrow mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. Would you rather drive a Tesla with insurance or just drive a Ferrari? Fuck it. No insurance. Um, I don't know. I sell insurance now, so I think I'm going with the Tesla. <laughs> I know how important that is. It's the deal. All right, yeah, that's all I got, though. But, I mean, speaking about, you know, mini camp stuff, let's go ahead and get into, like, all the training camp rumors and everything. A lot of good stuff coming. Like you said, football's just over the horizon. So really excited for this. There's so much going on. I'm just excited yeah. to gamble, really. 
and fantasy, yeah. man, and fantasy. Yeah. Oh, what's what's up with the the fantasy podcast league? Um, just about everybody, but the there's like two people in our group chat that just haven't joined it. I DM them, they one responded, and then I don't know. But the draft is soon. It'll be like August twenty seventh, I believe. We'll do it. We'll probably me and you will probably do it live. And yeah, then, probably. Um, continue to have guys on and have fun times yeah yeah i did as many sorry word vomit but it doesn't make sense to draft so early i've seen people like posting their teams like how did i do how did i do and i'm just like dude i i would not be drafting this early three of those guys are gonna be injured right (laughs) exactly yeah like probably at least one of your best players is not going to be playing week one there's always like I'm honestly surprised we haven't had any first week training camp casualty yet. So that's been crazy. And they're going to come. There's always some. I think – well, there's Cam Akers. He was definitely the first domino to fall. That That is true, world. yeah. Um, but there's there's more because there's always more. It sucks. There is. So. It doesn't – you can never predict it either. No. That's why I wait like after like the second or third preseason game. Cause by then guys are just kind of doing follow throughs and reps. They're not really doing any hard training and they're back into the groove. So they're not going to get, you know, no, no uh, superstar tears their ACL a week before the season starts. It's usually going to be like at least a month or two. Oh, shit. I hope not, bro. Don't, don't. Yeah. Knock on some wood. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, so, but let's go ahead and get into some of these rumors. So my favorite probably out of all the mini camp stuff going on right now is the Saints quarterback situation. Are they going to go with Taysom Hill or are they going to go with Jameis Winston? What is your what is your thought process? I don't know. I don't I who I who I personally think they should go with or mm-hmm. just what I think. Probably Jameis. As all right, I'm glad you said that. I, I agree. I, I feel like you have to go with James, even though I do like the um, idea of Taysom Hill. I do. Yeah, I mean, it would be fun. He would be a fun player to watch. He's different. He's Isn't very he? different. But I just I just don't think I, – but I have heard a report is that um, Sean Payton's going to – just going to roll with Taysom in the season and just like just to see what he can do. I mean, yeah, he made. Th- I mean, it depends. If he uses him like he did the last couple of years, he would use him on like trick plays or special runs and stuff like that to fit him in there. So I wouldn't be surprised even if Jameis starts as quarterback that they work Taysom in there somehow. But do you think he'll be like taking snaps under center? Is that how you see them working them in? No, I'm saying like just putting just putting Taysom Hill from the start in like the first eight games because like, um. Why not? I don't, and I could see that because Sean Payton has just kept him around for so long, and then he started Taysom over Drew last year when Drew got hurt. So I don't know. Who knows? He's kind of a madman when it comes to Taysom Hill. He has like this, this strange affection for him. Yeah, that is true. Sean Payton does seem to have some sort of tie with him. I don't know. Jameis is. I mean, Jameis is a veteran now. Like I've I've mm-hmm. seen some of his uh, interviews and stuff. And he seems to really want the starting job. Like, he seems to be serious about getting reps. And he said, like, I saw one interview. He was like, it's all about reps. He goes, I'll tell you, in the first three days, man, I got more reps than I did all the last season. It feels, it feels amazing. And I was like, hey, I mean, I would love to see Jameis back. I think 
Sure, he's Mr. 30 for 30 and everything, but I think he's better than a lot of people give him credit for. It's just his decision-making is just so bad. Yeah. But I think he, seems, he fixed his eyes, his blindness, though, he's right? He got LASIK. He got LASIK. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think he's matured more, too. I think he's a different James sure. from what we've seen at Tampa Bay. Um, I think sitting behind for at least a year has humbled him. And um, and another thing, too, is, you know, who took that throw in the postseason game against the Bucks, right? Um, yeah. Or it was, it was either the Bucks or the Bears, can't remember, on that trick play. It wasn't Taysom Hill. It was Jameis that threw that ball um, because he's the one who has the best arm strength no matter what. And so Yeah, he's probably, he's definitely a better thrower than Taysom. Yeah. Taysom's and just probably more athletic. Thing, if there's one thing that NFL coaches value more than anything else in a quarterback right now, it's arm strength. I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. Like, Yeah, arm strength is valuable, but I think right now NFL coaches are leaning towards like – mobility and athleticism of quarterbacks that's true too that's true too but i mean you think about it what's the first thing you always hear about pat mahomes and aaron Rodgers, the two best quarterbacks that, that's true you're right arm, arm strength, strength. He, he gets it's the like, ball there or or even like um evaluating talent why do you think zach wilson shot up the the draft board arm strength he did he did sling that bitch and that that one video probably that helped one video. him a ton dude yeah <laughs> that shit was crazy though yeah it was electric no, the yeah, best. I think they should go with Winston, though. That's that's just my thought. But, I mean, you're right. Sean Payton has that weird affection for Taysom Hill, so I would not be surprised if they choose Hill. I'm curious as to when they're going to announce it, though. I don't know when that'll be. Probably later when training camp. Yeah, I don't know either. And then I know this is a little bit down, further down, but let's go ahead and talk about it right now since we're already talking about the Saints. But what's going on with Michael Thomas, man? Dude, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. At first, I thought it was some injury concerns, but now apparently he might be leaving the Saints? Yeah. So, apparently, this has been brewing for like a while now. It all started last year when he came back. Apparently, he could have gotten surgery, but the Saints encouraged him to come back because it was Drew's last year and they wanted to win, so he said, okay. And then he was recommended surgery in January, and he wasn't talking to the Saints like at all. Mm-hmm. And then got the foot surgery he was supposed to get in January, in June, and now he's going to miss time in the season. And um, they're both sides are really mad at each other. It reminds me a lot of uh, Kawhi Leonard with the San Antonio Spurs and that whole deal is when it's like the team and the team doctors are telling you what to do with your body, and it uh, your personal doctor has uh, different opinions. So it's it's definitely. Pretty interesting on what's going on right now. And now apparently the guy wants to get traded. Yeah, I've I've heard of issues like that too with like the team doctor, like personal stuff like that. That even happens at the college level as well. That's just weird. I don't know because that that kind kind of came out of left field. Mm-hmm. Where would might would he go? Would he be leaving this off season or what? I guess I he's I doubt it. I doubt he will. If this ain't traded, it's just happening too fast. I think with a talent like him, that they're gonna try and keep him around for at least this year and try to bury the hatchet, maybe, or maybe they're sick of him. They say yeah. fuck you. Um, Sean Payton is famous for wanting to not pay his uh, skill position players, so he's like, you know what? I'll just go back to that philosophy because why not? Worked for me in the past, and uh, ship his ass out to wherever. He probably, probably pl- put a probably pretty penny on him. Yeah. Oh, they can get at least a couple first rounders for him. And, you know, I mean, his old college coach is in, you know, for the Jaguars right now. Urban Meyer might want him back. 
That's dude. Oh, that would be amazing. Actually, I would like to see that. I would be I would super really down like to for that. that. DJ I think Chark the Jaguars, though, this is kind of off topic, but the Jaguars have an incredibly underrated receiver core. I, I think they might be better than people give credit for. We'll see what Trevor Lawrence can do. But that's that's another topic. That's crazy, though. Michael Thomas, I think what this says to me, though, if I'm going to take away anything from this, it's going to be don't draft Michael Thomas in fantasy this year. Yeah. You know, he, he had the injury shit last year. He screwed me over in two leagues, so that was fun. But now this year, you know, with the injury as well, again, and the beef with the Saints, stay away. Fuck no. Stay away. Yeah, I don't want that. Oh, that doesn't even sound fun. I don't want to deal with that. Again, I have haunts from or nightmares from last year. Now, now, switching gears from the Saints, though, let's talk about the the Cowboys. You're a Cowboys fan. I want to hear your uh, take on the Dak Prescott situation. Dealing with a shoulder injury. Not the ankle, not the same thing as last year. That's healed. But what's up with the shoulder? So he's just – it's just like soreness. And apparently they also talked to a baseball team. They talked to the Yankees. To oh, really? To consult him on the shoulder and how to fix, like, the throwing motion. I don't know. I've never heard of a football team trying to talk to a baseball team. Hey, I don't know what that means. There's a method the, to every madness. There's a method to every madness. But I don't know what that means in, in terms of his overall health. Um. I'm like, I'm scared, but I'm not that scared because, mind you, Dak Prescott has been an incredibly healthy quarterback besides his one that one freak accident last year. Yeah, and I mean, of course, that could happen to anybody at any time. It's not really on his bone strength per se, yeah, but yeah, so, I wouldn't call Dak an injury-prone quarterback. I no, wouldn't really worry about that going forward. He's in fact the exact opposite. So that's what makes me feel better. But at the same time, it's like. You never know when somebody gets shoulder soreness. Like, it kind of like the same thing with baseball guys in their elbow. Like, shit. You, That's you true, I guess. Yeah. Happen. It's what happened to Andrew Luck. It's why he retired. I mean, so. I feel like Andrew Luck also kind of retired just because he was like, eh, I made my money. I don't want to risk getting CTE. I'm good. I'm out of there. Yeah. He also got the shit kicked out of him, too. Yeah. Um, but man, yeah. Quite a bit. So, so I'm cautiously optimistic. My only. I think my biggest worry with Dak's shoulder is that he's not being able to practice as much. And with him, you know, only playing like five games last year, uh, that sucks because he's going to be really rusty when it comes to week one. I did see, though, he just uh, threw for like two consecutive days in a row for the first time. So, I mean, that's good. He's been throwing like 10-yard routes, which, I mean, isn't much. But if you're going to heal a shoulder soreness, might as well do something. Yeah, you got time, plenty of time until the season starts. I don't know. I'm still for fantasy wise. I mean, since we commented on Michael Thomas for like Dak's fantasy value here, I would say this doesn't really affect anything. Um, I would probably still draft Dak as Honestly, one of the top quarterbacks. Honestly, it might set him back like around. I would say, but nothing too crazy. But I would Maybe. say I would say a minor setback. Like I wouldn't put, you know, because week one's important. Like every week you have that. That's a commodity you need to have in fantasy. So that's um, true. Probably, but nothing too crazy. I like Dak though for fantasy. I'm he's Dak. always one of the guys I've I've gone for for the last couple of years. But Josh Allen, I'm going for Josh Allen all the way. This year. Absolutely. QB won last year. Yeah, we need a game plan for uh we need to actually game plan for a podcast fantasy league. Yeah, get a draft strategy going. Yeah. Listen, I think probably RBRB, but then again it depends on what position we get in the draft. I don't know, man. So, well, these are with these other podcast guys, they're going to be for real. 
That's true, bro. They they probably know their shit too. Yeah. There's no there's gonna be no dipshit drafting Mike Davis or Pat Mahomes in the first round or shit like that. So oh yeah, definitely not the first round. I was about to say though, Mike Davis actually has some fantasy potential this year. Yeah, not in the fourth or fifth round, maybe no. in like the tenth. Yeah, no. All right, no, let's go next rumor, or not so, so much rumor, but kind of a question mark for training camp over in Chicago is how long is it going to take Justin Fields to win the starting job? He's been apparently playing very well in camp, which is kind of to be expected. He's a phenomenal athlete. I, I think he's going to transition very well into the NFL. Um, but Matt Nagy, their head coach, said that Andy Dalton is their QB1. And this was like a couple months ago even that he said that. And he made it very clear, Andy Dalton is our QB1. But now a lot of people are doubting that. What do you think? Do you think Fields is going to take over soon? Um, I think Fields is going to take over week four. I've been, week four. It's a very specific a prediction. Around that time frame, week four. Okay. But like week four solidly and then kind of leading over in that area. Week four to week six is where Justin Fields is going to come in because he's definitely not going to come in week one because they're going to play the Rams. And obviously they don't want to get their new – shiny brand new rookie quarterback uh, battered in by Aaron Donald battered in by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey in the Rams defense. Hell no. Hell no. Let, let Andy Dalton do that. Take the fall week one, try and, (laughs) you know, yeah. Fuck Andy. Right. You know, he's going to be the fall guy for sure. The first couple weeks and he's going to be, he's not going to be very good. I hate to say it. And then week four, I I look at their schedule. It's going to be the first, not good team that they have week four and on is when Justin Fields is going to come and play. I, what if you, okay. So here's a scenario though. What happens if Andy Dalton comes in and he just absolutely tears it up, just goes off like prime 2013, 2014, Andy Dalton type shit. He's just going in. What what do the bears do? Well, yeah, obviously if the bears are six or five and one sitting in week six, they're not going to put in, um, they're not going to put in Justin Fields. Matt Nagy learned his lesson last year when the Bills, when the Bears were three and zero, and then they put in Nick Foles, and obviously that was not the right decision to make at that time. So yeah, we got a comment here that says Nagy is a clown. I feel like it might take longer than it should for Fields to start. That's true. Maybe Nagy is. Yeah, maybe it's just the coaching. I don't know. Either Let's way, see. Justin oh, Fields' buddy. time will come. Week four, they play the Lions. Oh, that would definitely be a good time to after come in. That, it's going to be a decently tough schedule because then they have the Raiders, Packers, Bucks, Niners, and then the Steelers. It's a few so good defenses be, in there. It might be even later. So maybe not four to six because they're playing. I wouldn't want him facing against the Buccaneers week one. I would say get him some start. reps against the Lions, though. Fuck it. Oh yeah, that yeah. the Lions would be the team to go. But that's a tough stretch to get them in afterwards. So maybe they're gonna, maybe Week Four is a little premature. Maybe it's gonna be after Week Six, like Week Seven, when they play the Lions a second time. So I think it's just gonna be a huge play by ear situation. Because like you know, what if they do bring in Fields for a few reps against the Lions, and he goes off for like five for five passing, hundred yards and a touchdown? Like it's possible that could happen, and they want to roll with him for the next few games. So I don't yeah. know. That that is a big question mark, though, and maybe more will develop in camp. Who knows? I mean, Fields could go off in training camp and earn the starting job right away. Yeah, like I said, I just don't think he'll come in right away because I don't. Again, they're playing the Rams week one. No Bears fans, 
once Justin Fields plays first game ever against the Rams. That's just going to derail his confidence. Yeah, the Rams, dude. Rams are. I think they're slept on this year. They're going to be a team to look out really for. Good. They're going to yeah. be phenomenal, actually. Phenomenal. What's your What's your record prediction for the Rams? Mm-hmm. I mean, probably eleven or twelve games and up. That's not. That's not. Yeah, so that's I'd, totally doable. I'd say over eleven and a half. The over. I think the over under. Their over under is at eleven and a half. I'd take the over. I would too. Yeah, I think twelve and five would be great for the Rams. That's so weird. I hate it. That that is weird. Yeah, that's weird. It's so stupid, dude. And then all the record books and everything. It's just gonna be a blip. Like, oh, this was before and after the schedule change. And you know they're gonna add an 18th game, right? Dude, it's gonna happen. Yeah, probably in like a decade. I wouldn't even say that long. Like in five years, I'd be like, hey, this 17th game thing is kind of weird. Everybody's it's an like, odd yeah, number. Odd it's number. Great. I don't like it. And the NFL will be like, let's just have another game. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. We'll make more We'll make more money if we need to. Yeah. If you guys say so, and you just would be like, Yeah, that makes sense. Not yeah. Uh, but speaking of another rookie, though, Zach Wilson with the Jets. I was never too fond of him out of the draft i was very surprised that he jumped up to be the second quarterback taken ahead of fields and everybody but he looked good i won't lie he looked really good there was like we talked about that video that went viral of his crazy ass throw um during his pro day he looked good he has crazy athletic ability but apparently he's looking like shit in training camp so my question is do you think zach wilson will be a boom or do you think he'll be a bust um I'd rather say he's a boom than say he's a bust already. It's it's stupid because I think a lot of times people put in too much stock what guys do during training camp. Um, You're especially right. when especially when they play bad because one of the things that a lot of players do when they play training camp is they're trying new stuff. They're trying new things. And when it doesn't work, that's why it's because, you know, they're just they're just trying a new a technique or, you know, well, especially for the rookies be. too, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're testing their limits, and if it's not working, that's when they know that that doesn't work. So they're figuring out what doesn't work right now. And I'm pretty sure Zach Wilson commented on that just like today because he finally had a good practice today because mm-hmm. he didn't have a good one until now. And he was like, yeah, I'm just testing the limits of what I can and can't do in this league, which is smart. And that you know what, too? Right. You know how famously bad camp his first year as a starter? Horrendously mm. bad camp. Patrick Mahomes. That's true. I heard. I remember Mahomes, hearing that too. He threw like six interceptions in practice on a day one time. Well, I mean, I remember started. watching him at Texas Tech, and I never thought, and never thought that he was like the next big thing, some generational talent. Nothing. Like I never thought that watching college ball, he was a good quarterback, like I mean, a quarterback that deserved to get drafted. But was he like the guy? I didn't think so. Was he better than Mitchell Trubisky? Hell yes. But that's, of course, the Bears are going to Bears, but whatever. Yeah, but again, like I said, just the, the whole bad camp thing. Some people put too much stock to stock into. And there's – I think your guy, T. Higgins, I'm pretty sure he had a really bad camp his first year. Turned that right around, of course. He's a good wide receiver. And there's – Great I, wide receiver. You know, unfortunately, you don't hear as much about the guys who had good camps and then bad careers. I can't, I can't pull many of those names out of my head. But um, it's it's too much stock is put in this sometimes, I feel like. 
I think I'm not even going based off of mini camp uh, performances or rumors or anything. I'm just going off of what I think from what I saw Zach Wilson at BYU, his skill set. Sure, he's a tremendous athlete. He's good at football. I'll give him that. But I think he's going to be a bust. I don't think he's going to live up to the number two pick. Um, I really would not be surprised if the Jets had a, like a two-win season, a three-win season next year, even with their slight offseason improvements. I mean, their receiving core got better. You know, they got Corey Davis in there. Um, they just drafted Elijah Moore, who I actually think Elijah Moore will have a very successful career if he gets a good quarterback, you know. And I don't think Zach Wilson's it. I don't know. So I'm going to go with a bust on that one. Okay. Yeah. We'll see, though. I will say one thing, though. I'm pretty darn excited to see him play. I am too. He's going to be exciting to watch, especially if he turns out well. Like, by all means, if he proves me wrong, he proves me wrong, and I would love to watch it. Because if he's a a player that turns out to be good, he's going to be electric. Yeah, because he's a unique athlete. He's kind of – it's weird to say it, but he's kind of closer to a Lamar Jackson, but he doesn't run it as much. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's as fast as Lamar, the quarterback. Yeah, the Madden 22 cheat code. No, I'm, I'm super excited to see him play Thursday Night Football. He's going to make Thursday Night Football exciting to watch. So, Yeah, <laughs> I'm instead of like, you know, Jets-Jags from last year or something. Mm-hmm. Miserable games. No, but while we're on this topic with uh, like Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, these rookie quarterbacks, in general, what is your thought process behind rookies starting their rookie year? Um, cause I mean, you look at guys like Patrick Mahomes, he sat out his rookie year, which turned out extremely well for the chiefs, obviously. Um, but do you think that should kind of be the norm for the rest of the league is to bench your guy for the first year or do you just stick them right into the fire right away? I think you gotta look at it by case by case basis. I mean, you mentioned Mahomes, if Mahomes got put in right away, he'd have been a bust. Probably. That's the thing. He didn't even know half the shit that NFL teams did when he came into the league. He had zero idea because the offense that he ran at Texas Tech was very simplified, very just backyard football. I mean, it was a Cliff Kingsbury offense. I mean, how complicated could it have been? Against Big 12 Um, defenses. Against Big 12 defenses. So the only thing he had was the talent. Um, And then you look at guys like uh, Dak Prescott, who came in the league, and was good ever since his rookie year. Obviously, Dak Prescott has made a big leap of who he was as a quarterback from then to now. Um, and then you look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years. Yeah, that's a big Brett one. Yeah. I don't I don't know if you could say the th- same things about Rodgers if he came in right away. Oh, definitely um, not. I mean, well, that like you said, it is case by case. So, I mean, like Rodgers, that was a perfect scenario to sit him behind Favre let him learn a little bit. Um, whereas that that is also a different situation because the Packers kind of drafted Rodgers as their quarterback in the future. Yeah. Um, but I don't know because the Jets right now, if the Jets don't start Zach Wilson, what are they going to do? You know, it, they kind of yeah. don't have any other option but to throw him into the fire. Well, and then like take a look at your guy, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I He started right away and – he sucked at first, but he kind of was able to figure it out. So it's different for every guy. And, like, I think most of these teams are playing it the right way, too. Uh, I think that the Jags, obviously, you roll with Trevor Lawrence as your day one guy. He's good enough to start day one. Duh. 
Uh, Zach Wilson, like you said, who else do they have? Obi-Wan, he's our only hope. Like, let's just do yeah. it. And um, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, obviously, very blatantly, he needs to sit for a year, maybe even two. Yeah, I think the Trey Lance is the is a perfect scenario to sit him again. Because, yeah. I mean, Jimmy thing- Garoppolo, he's not a legend, you know, like Brett Favre, but – He's been in the league for a while. He learned under Tom Brady. He probably knows what he's doing. He knows a thing or two around the game. Yeah, but he'll probably play at some point this year because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get hurt. Yeah, at some point. So yeah, it's just and it, the 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 question to look at is not the question to ask is if or like will Trey Lance play this year? Is it will Trey Lance go back to the bench when Jimmy Garoppolo comes back? That's going to be the question for the 49ers this year. Yeah, that's kind of reminiscent of their uh, like 2014 scenario with Kaepernick whenever Alex Smith went injured. You know, Kaepernick came in, he started playing well. Not the same scenario, obviously, because it's a rookie. But still, I mean, that would kind of be interesting to see pan out if that if that was the case. Not, I don't want to see Garoppolo get hurt, of course, but it's just a very likely possibility with you know the way his career's gone. Yeah. Now, I don't know. That's I think that is a good way to put it, though. It is case-by-case case for the rookies. Because, um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, you have to start him. Um, I mean, Gardner Minshew said he was going to compete and make him earn the starting job. But I don't think Gardner Minshew has a shot compared to Trevor Lawrence. No, he does not. Love the guy, though. <laughs> Love the flow. Yeah. He's he's just saying that because that's his mentality. That's for the brand. Yeah. It's for the brand. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, and then but like the rest of those guys, like and the later round guys, Fields and uh, Mac Jones, I think that they'll just come around like later on in the season, probably mid season, some point. Yeah, Mac Jones. I'm not a lot of people have been talking about Mac Jones. Actually, most eyes have been on Justin Fields. You know, a lot on Trey Lance, but and Zach Wilson, of course. But like, I don't know. I feel like Mac Jones needs to be talked about a bit more. He's flown flown underneath the radar a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. That might have to do with Twitter's weird obsession with Cam Newton for some reason. Uh, yeah, just social media in general. He is, I mean, I don't know. He's very in touch with like his fan base and everything, Cam that's Newton. True. But I've saw reports though that um, Belichick said that Cam Newton is like levels ahead of where he was last year. So maybe Newton will start for a bit. But then again, I also saw a report that said Mac. Mac Jones is playing out of his mind. He's killing it. Yeah. He got more first uh, first string reps than Cam Newton did. So yeah, I'm excited to see how that pans out. Yeah, I've heard other some people say like you know just he needs another year away or moved from his injuries. It was a weird coming into the Patriots with the COVID offseason, and then he got COVID and that set him back and blah 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 blah. I personally think that he's washed. Um, I hope he proves me wrong because a league with a good Cam Newton is a better league. But I think, I Mac, think he's watched too. It's going to be Mac Jones' time. Yeah, I'm excited. I was I was very happy to see Mac Jones get drafted to the Patriots. I think that was the perfect situation for him. I did the too. perfect I also, offense. I also think it'd be wild if he won a ring with Nick Saban and then got gets drafted to the Patriots and then win a rings with the Pats. He'd become the most hated guy of all time. <laughs> yeah. We got a comment here that says Jimmy G is a horrible Trey Lance should start even if JG is healthy. That's a hot take. I mean, I don't think Jimmy G is the greatest quarterback, but I don't know. I think Trey Lance is a bit of a project. I think you got to be patient on it. 
I agree. They just need some time. Yeah. Now, now that we're on the quarterback subject, um, another quarterback competition that I didn't really see coming as much or it hasn't really been talked about, but Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater for the Denver Broncos are battling it out right now. For some reason, John Elway seems to like Drew Locke. I don't know why. I think Drew Locke is probably the worst starting quarterback in the entire NFL, and I say that with gusto. I, I just don't like his game. Uh I think they should go with Teddy Bridgewater, and I'm going to be really upset if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't win this this QB battle. Man, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater, great guy. Um, Such a sad player. Oh, it's so sad how his career panned out, though. Yeah, but he was never going to be that guy. Let's no, you're story. right. He was it's never going to be amazing. Story. It's a great comeback story. I'm glad that you know all that shit that happened turned out for him. But he's a uh, boring. He's boring. What? That's, Dude, I love watching Teddy play. You do? Yeah, I like watching Teddy play. I like he's Teddy. A poor, he's a poor man's Kirk Cousins. This comment, I will never get over the Broncos picking Patrick Sertain over Justin Fields. Fire the whole front office. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like that. No, but anyway, do you think Drew Locke is capable of starting in the NFL? Like, Do you think he is good enough to be an NFL starting quarterback? This year, maybe I'm not really sure. Really? I haven't watched. I haven't watched a ton of Drew Lock play because, like, I'm not really dying to go out there and seek out Broncos games. And the one game that the primetime game the Broncos did have this year, Brett Ripien started in his place because he was hurt. <laughs> so yeah, that yeah, their QB room was fucked last year, man. Yeah. So I haven't. I haven't. Outside of like a couple of highlights, I really haven't got a, a chance to see him play too much. I just know that his stats really aren't great and that he hasn't panned out. But my thing as a fan, if I were the fan of the Broncos, I would rather go with the promise that maybe Drew Locke could turn around instead of going with Teddy, who we exactly know who he is. Do we, though? I don't know. I mean, he kind of last, I mean, he didn't really have like a, a set role or a set position with the Panthers, really. Never truly got to fit in with that offense. Now he's switching over to a new offense. Who knows? Maybe the Broncos' offense is a perfect match for Teddy. Yeah, but I doubt it. I I see him as like a perfect um, game manager. He'd be one of those guys, kind of like how we talked about Andy Dalton. He's he'd be the greatest backup in the league. He's like he's like your thirty second best quarterback. No, it, by no means am I trying to say. Teddy is, you know, like an upper echelon quarterback. But I just think if you're comparing it to Drew Locke, I don't know why. I just really don't think Drew Locke is good at all. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I used to like Teddy when he played to the Vikings. So that's why I just want to see him start. Either way, I don't think the Broncos are in a good situation at gonna, all. They're, they're not going to do anything. Hopefully yeah. what happens is that maybe they'll make the wrong choice and then they'll get the best draft position next year. To draft a real quarterback. Yeah, maybe that that might be in their best interest, honestly. Yeah, but the problem is, is that they have a decent defense and a decent skill position group, so that might elevate them to just be in the upper, the upper top ten. Which would yeah, suck. it's gonna be interesting to see uh, like the quarterback race this next season too, because like everybody knew it was gonna be Trevor Lawrence. Everybody knew Justin Fields was gonna be up there. Mac Jones kind of had a killer season there at mm-hmm. the end. But now this year, it's really going to be a battle for probably like Sam Howell from UNC and Derek King from Miami. Those are probably going to be the top two guys. Unless Spencer Rattler graduates early. I don't know if, if he'll do that, but 
We'll see. I don't know. It's yeah, like you said, we don't have clear cut guys. Even Trey Lance was talked about before the season even started. So yeah, I just I don't know. It was it's always hard for me to buy into like you know those North Dakota State guys or the D two guys. I don't know. It's a little cute. It's a little cute. It's like okay, like we understand you make a lot of money to do this, but now you're just trying to prove a point. Yeah, like yeah. we get it. You watch. You get it. We watch that tape. <laughs> Which I would never choose to go watch a North Dakota State game unless it was like the FCS national championship. Then I'm all ears. All right, what else and do we got? We got the Colts. Colts. So, <laughs> um, Carson Wentz is hurt, like we talked about last week, but uh, he is. Uh, making apparently he's going to be ready for week one, but we don't know. So there's a how panicked are you, or should the Colts be panicked about Wentz's injury? I don't think the Colts should panic just yet. Um, we all knew Wentz was super injury prone. It's like I hate to say it, we could have seen this coming at some point. It's probably better actually that it happened right now in training camp rather than in the middle of the season. But that being said, this opens up a possibility for another fucking injury during the season, where in that case, I would be panicked. Because, I mean, who else do the Colts even have right now in that QB room other than um, Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason. Yeah, Sam Ellinger, I heard he was taking reps. And, I mean, he did fine at at Texas, but I really don't think Ellinger is, is an NFL quarterback at all he's just he's a, he's he's not, a nice college quarterback that's yeah a nice college quarterback but that's about as far he as plays his fucking heart on, man, but that's like, true that yeah he he does have some passion for the game which you know that's always great but don't know how he'll transition so in that for that regard i would say colts fans should be they should proceed with caution don't have too high of hopes for the year i wouldn't say you should lock in a division championship like you know winning the division um but it's a possibility. If Wentz plays well, then sure. I've never been high on Wentz. For some reason, I remember you liked the Colts this year with Wentz. I don't think he's going to play that well, especially now with the injury. So we'll see. I, I don't think it's reason to panic, but cautious. I would be cautious. No, yeah. Like I said last week, um, this injury severely hurts my Carson Wentz being good with the Colts stock, which I was buying, 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 and now I'm – uh, optimistic holder looking to yeah. sell in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I, I had the Titans in that, so I'm, I'm looking pretty good now. That's mm-hmm. a future bet that I'm feeling a little bit more confident on is I would take the Titans to win that division. Probably, Just yeah. with the with the Wentz uncertainty, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good odds considering they're even. No, I think you're absolutely right. Okay, what? then let's go into the, the let's go to the West and um Another guy that's having a great camp. I know we just said, you know, don't put too much stock in that, but he's fucking killing it. Sean McVay can't quit sucking his dick. Matt Stafford, man. I'm excited for this. Very excited. I'm I'm really excited to see this whole – it's not really an experiment, you know, because this is going to be for the next few years. But I want to see if Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford work well together. And it's really not that big of a question because – most NFL experts and even you and I could tell you they are going to work together. I'm very excited to see what they have cooking up. Their offense is going to be one of the best in the league, probably. Their defense is going to be one of the best in the league. I'm, re- we're both really high on the Rams this year. We've yeah. we've said it multiple times. I'm looking forward to it. 
tremendously high. I'm excited to watch them play football. They're they don't, they were one of my favorite teams to watch last year just because their their offense is so unique. And uh, imagine a guy like Matt Stafford in there and what they can do. Um, Jared Goff isn't holding them back. Jared Goff held them back in a lot of ways, even yeah. though he ran that system well. Let's put let's put it to fact. He, he had that one okay season. I forgot if it was 2017. The um, year they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Um, he had that one okay season, but other than that, he's just been a game manager at best. Just, yeah. So to have a game changer like Stafford, who that's what he is, is going to be scary and it's going to be awesome to watch and i can't wait i can't wait for week one when they play on sunday night football that's going to be a must-watch game oh for sure i was I, I was talking to one of my buddies about stafford and kind of telling him how i legitimately think he has a chance of winning the mvp next season and they were like dude are you crazy like what no are you crazy i'm like dude if you look at if you look at stafford's numbers compared to his you know his surrounding talent like at some points, Marvin Jones Jr. was his number one receiver. Um, he – one stat ex- – I forgot exactly what it was, but he had seven seasons in a row where he broke 4,000 passing yards for that season. Who He's like one of only five quarterbacks to do it seven consecutive seasons. And he did that while the Lions had the highest drop percentage in the league. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, he gets it done even with nothing. So now he he's going with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods – Higby, it's going to be a good. It's going to be a show. Yeah, I'm excited. Be nuts. Yeah, would have been better I'd with be Acres. Scared about only only thing I'd be scared about is uh, what if he brings a Lions curse with him to LA? Yeah, maybe it's not a Lions maybe curse. What if it's just it's a, a Stafford, Stafford curse? curse? Yeah, that that would be that would be like the one thing holding him back. But no, I don't think so. I think he's going to be great. Yeah, I do too. I'm excited to see it. I think he, I think Stafford. Um, Aside from, you know, playoff wins and all that, I think he's had a Hall of Fame resume. Like, just regular season, he's had a Hall of Fame regular season resume. I think I think that if he puts together a couple of very successful seasons with the Rams that include postseason success, like, not even a lot, maybe just three or four, he's in there. Do you think they have a legitimate chance at the Super Bowl this year? This year, yeah. I think so. Yeah, they're one hundred percent a contender. I think so too. Yeah, they're up there. I don't think I have them going all the way, but I would not be surprised to see them in an NFC Championship game. Yeah, and my yeah, and that's well. The thing about the NFC is just so loaded right now that you yeah. can't say anything about any of those guys. I mean, you got the Packers, you got the Bucks again, you got the Rams, um, you got the Cowboys. You no, got- <laughs> you say the Cowboys before you say the Seahawks. Come on, bro. Come on. You got the Seahawks. You got the Niners. Um, a lot of good I mean, teams. Yeah, a got, lot of good teams. You've got a lot of stacked teams that can make a decent run. So, NFC is going to be so, really hard to get out. I'm so fucking excited for football. For football, man. It's back. It's back. Huh. All right. Football. Last up on our mini camp rumors is Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. Is Jalen Hurts going to solve anything for Philadelphia? Nope. Really? Flat out, no, he's not. Um, the guy, he's a he's a big locker room guy. His team loves him, but that doesn't win you games necessarily. No, yeah, Teams definitely like, not. Players like Jeff Fisher, guess what he did? He went seven and nine every year, and everybody loved him. And everybody loved him. <laughs> uh, and he was invited to all of their birthday parties. Yeah, but he got fired. You know why? Because he wasn't that good at coaching football. And it's you know Jalen Hurts is in a lot of his numbers. I feel like we're ballooned. A lot of his numbers he didn't even. 
a lot of those games where he had put up big numbers, he didn't even win. And then That's true. I've seen videos of him escaping clean pockets to put pressure on himself and then throw picks. Um, he's I don't think I, I don't think he's it. I don't think he's the answer. I'm still very 50-50. I think he is either going to be, whereas last year he was kind of on the fence. I think this year is going to be very pivotal for pivotal for him. He's going to be either a boom or a bust. Whereas we usually talk about that for true rookies. I think he's kind of at that point in his career. Um, and I don't know. I don't know which side I'm on. I think I need to see a little bit more from him. Where now is this is his offense. This is his team. So maybe I want to see a little bit in the first few weeks before I really have my decision. But I don't know. I think it could go either way. You make some good points. Um, I don't know if he'll be like the savior per se, but he may be a decent quarterback. No, I think I think the Phillies are on a – I mean, not the Phillies. The Eagles are on a downward trend. And that they're going to like four games this year, four or five. Four or five? That Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. No, you're right. Because that – the I NFC East is going to be weird. Hired, I think I think they made the wrong decision in hiring that guy, um, Sirianni. So I I don't believe in them. I don't have any Eagles stock. No Eagles stock. I think they're no probably going to finish last place in the NFC East. I think so I think too. I I have the ironically I have the Giants winning. Um, and I know that's kind of a hot take, but yeah. then I think Washington with Fitz Magic is going to be above them as well. And Cowboys, they should definitely do better than the eagles mm-hmm. you know unless they go you know what's going to be the new cowboys eight and eight because the cowboys meme used to be oh another eight and eight season but now there's 17 games is it going to be eight and nine nine and eight like, i think it's going to be 16 oh and one so you got to have the, the whole oh, okay yeah you're gonna yeah. go eight eight and one eight eight no 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 16 <laughs> oh and one because you gotta have the two eight and eights the eight wins and the eight losses combined together we're gonna make 16 wins and then we're going to not lose, and then we're going to have a tie. Oh, so you're going undefeated. That's what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Cowboys the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, while we're on um, – no, let's go ahead and get in. Do you want to do some hot takes? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's that's about let's all we see. got for minicamp stuff. Let's give uh, – so what this segment's going to be is we're going to rate each person's hot takes based on a scale of – you know, um, how much of a hot take it is and if it's actually a good take or not. So if you say Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, well, that's an okay take. But that's not – that's a fucking – It's a no-brainer take. take. It's a no Anybody brainer could take. come up with that. Yeah, my fucking dog could say that shit. So that's obviously going to be like a two. Or if you say something retarded like uh, Mitch Trubisky is going to win the starting job over jo- Josh Allen. Like, yeah, that's a blistering hot take, but that's also fucking stupid and never going to happen. Yeah. So that's like a two as well. So we're looking for something good that has a little bit of credibility, but also a little risky. That makes a perfect hot take. So let's go ahead and then let's. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna rate your Giants hot take rating. That's a perfect. Well, let's use that as an example. Yeah. That's a that's an example of a really good hot take. I'd give that like an eight or a nine because I also have high hopes for the Giants. There's reason to believe that Danny Dines can turn it around with uh, with Saquon being back and Kenny Gall- the signing of Kenny Galladay, and then maybe Joe Judge is a good head coach. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know about that one as much as the team. I trust as the roster that more. Anymore. But anyway, so let's get started. Um, 
I'll go ahead and start us off. The Chargers will be that team this year and make a deep playoff run. Interesting. That's See, that's a perfect example of a credible hot take where, I mean, that's a possibility, but not so much expected. Um, on scale of hot or not, I'm going to give that an 8, 8 out of 10. I think that's a pretty hot take. Yeah, 8 out of 10. See, I think that this is more of like a 5 or a 6 because I have seen these everywhere. I think these are more of a warm take. I've actually seen so many of these takes that I've seen – Opposite of like people thinking that their hot take is that Justin Herbert is going to regress and the Chargers aren't going to make that next aren't going to make that next step. No, you're that is an even hotter so, take. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So because everybody's it's, high on Herbert, it's weird because the the Chargers are out of state right now where it's a hot take where you say no matter how good they are. So if you're going to say they suck this year, that's a hot take. But if you say they're going to be really good this year, that's also going to be a hot take. So it's really interesting. That's yeah. Chargers they're like in right the limbo. Now. But I would I would love to be a Chargers fan right now. Oh, I would too. You know, Herbert's killing it. They got Austin Eckler. They've retained Keenan Allen for so long, and now their offensive line is looking up. They, I I agree more with the the hot take that they could make a deep playoff run than I do. You know, Herbert's regression. Because as much as I love Joe Burrow out of that draft class, Herbert is killing it. Like, Herbert looks good. He looks legit. Uh, I, I hope that the Chargers play well. I have no ill will for the Chargers. I've never had anything against them. So, I wouldn't mind seeing them play. I love their jerseys, too. So, maybe that oh, it's kind of random. Probably but the cleanest look in the NFL, though. Yeah. That powder blue. Oh, I don't know. It just does something to me. I love it. Yeah. So, all right. This is probably one of my favorites. Uh, every division in the NFC will have a new winner. This is like a really, really good hot take. I'm going to give this an eight and a half. I don't – I would have to I'm see it, it all laid out. I'm going to give it an eight and a half because he didn't give teams. He just said it. So that's like uh, – you can kind of say that thing. But it has – I looked at it. The Saints won the NFC South last year. So the Bucks are definitely going to win the NFC South this year, right? Yeah, because the Bucks so are wild card. The Washington football team won the NFC East, so the East is up for grabs. Um, my only problem with that is that I'm pretty sure the Rams won the West last year, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. That, no, actually, I think the Seahawks did. The Seahawks did? Okay, I think so the, then, Se- the Seahawks won 12-4 and four last year. Okay, you're right. So that's saying that the Rams are going to overtake the Seahawks, so I agree with Which that. Which they, they the, may, yeah. The only – way that this guy gets it right though is that if the Packers are dethroned in the north which is no a shot string hot take no shot I don't which I don't believe I don't I'm not buying into the Vikings whatsoever I'm not buying into the Bears even with Justin Fields this year I'd wait till next year and then the Lions are the Lions I mean come on but outside of outside of the Packers that's a really good take no I I agree I would also put that around an eight out of ten yeah, I think that, like you said, the NFC East is just super up for grabs. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the most competitive and least competitive division in the NFL last season. <laughs> you know, because yeah. like they didn't compete for anything, you know, big. They weren't Super Bowl contenders, but they were battling it with each other the whole season, back and forth. Oh yes, sir. Okay, so next one, next one up, we got Carson Wentz tears it up with the Colts and wins at least eleven games. I I think it is a hot take, but I think it's 
not going to happen. So I'm going to put this one at like a three out of 10. I'll give this one like a six. Um, it's, it's got like some credibility and some boldness to it. So it's got a little bit of both of what we're looking for. Maybe I'll, I'll bump it down to like a four, four and a half actually. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like mediocre. It's a mediocre take. Because um, eleven because, and six really isn't that far fetched for the Colts. They were a decent team. Yeah, because team. they have, they have a great team around him. So yeah. it it just really depends on Carson Wentz. I don't think we already talked about the Colts a little bit. I think we can move on from this. Usually. Yeah, yeah, okay. go for it. Here's one of the ones I really like. Um, Antonio oh. Brown is going to have a bounce back season and become a Pro Bowler again. I love that one. That's a ten this out is, of ten. This is a ten. This is a That's, ten. This I is love exactly it. what we're looking for. I right. think it's going to happen too. I love that actually. I would love to see Antonio Brown have a bounce back year. Odd guy, very odd guy, but he's you know has this wild shit in the media. But think about it, bro. Three years ago, Antonio Brown was without a doubt the number one receiver in the NFL. Like without a doubt, he was killing it. And now it's not like he lost that ability magically. It's not like he just went to shit after a few years on the sideline and with the Bucks and a weird training camp stunt with the Raiders but he still has the ability and he has Tom Brady throwing to him the thing is he just still has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as well yeah no I think uh in terms of looking for hot takes is exactly what we're looking for it's got a little bit of credibility it's just bold enough and um I think I agree with you I'd want to see Antonio Brown balling out I don't know how much I actually want to see him ball out there just because he's such a shitty person (laughs) Yeah, and I don't want to have to be a football fan more than a human being all the time. So I want to see but it just for the bounce back. I just want just to see for the it bounce back. Yeah, yeah, everyone loves a comeback too. So, all right, we talked about this one is thrown out a lot, and I don't know why, but I saw this a bunch. Um, the Lions surprise everyone and become a contender behind an MVP caliber season from Jared Goff. See, I'm gonna put this one like at a. Two a two and a half out of ten because I just don't think this is realistic. So in that case, it could be considered a hot take, but I just don't think it's realistic enough to fit our what we're looking for. See, I'm gonna give this one a six because um, I'm buying a bunch of Dan Campbell stock right now. Interesting. I love Man Campbell. Have you have you been seeing his his uh, interviews and stuff like that? Yeah, with the lion, that's been pretty funny. Yeah, so I just love him as a guy. Uh, he's also from Texas, he's, so he's just like a—I don't know. <laughs> I just—he's just the shit right now. And um, I want to see what a Dan Campbell football team looks like. And if they're anything like the spirit of Dan Campbell, then they're going to be a really good football team. But that doesn't always pan out. But let's let's see what happens. I personally don't think so, but I think the Lions might have a decent season and win maybe six games. I think that could happen with Jared Goff. Six um, games would be a possibility, yeah. I'm curious to see, though, too, if, like we said, you know, the Lions curse. What if Jared Goff goes in there and just has an absolute dog shit year, you know? It could just be terrible for could, him. That could happen as well. But, um, I don't know, Lions are, Lions are going to be an interesting team to watch because they have a lot of different moving pieces. They got the new quarterback, Jared Goff, who's not, you know, he's not the worst. No, he's middle of the uh, – I'd he's say better, closer to the bottom. I'd rather like, have him than, like, Teddy Bridgewater. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Above Teddy Bridgewater for sure. I'd probably put Goff in like the twenty to twenty fifth in the league. Okay. Yeah. Around there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah. Okay. So uh, it's I've not too bad. This, I've been seeing this talked about a bunch during the Hall of Fame, and I think it's so dumb. Um, if Pat Mahomes retired today, he's a first ballot Hall of Fame. Hmm. That's tough. I don't know how I feel about that one. I think I because I, I don't I don't think he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he retired right now. Yeah. So I think it's like a I give this one a four because um, only Twitter stands the fucking dumbass Twitter hideline is saying this right now. They're the only ones who are like all the all the Patrick Mahomes burner accounts accounts that you see everywhere. Oh yeah, and probably like the twelve year olds on Twitter that just think they know everything about sports. Yeah, or say Mahomes owns you to every single Tom Brady Twitter post. Uh, you could you people. could make a you could make a case though that if he retired right now, he would go to the Hall of Fame, but not first ballot. No, That's I don't think stretch. so. I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't think, think so either, either, but I think you could argue for it. No, I don't because, know. Okay, he's got the MVP and he's got the Super Bowl ring, and he's made the probably three. He's only, but he's only had three seasons. Don't disrespect the Hall with three seasons at work, dude. That, that's know? a good point. Yeah, I I don't agree that he should, but that's an interesting take. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that. You gave that a four. I'm gonna give that an eight out of ten just because I think it's a pretty hot take. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> I put Trevor Lawrence breaks the rookie touchdown records for receiving. Receiving? <laughs> yeah. That's... He's catching catching dimes from Tebow. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> Dude, that's a solid one out of ten, bro. Or zero point five out of ten. I put it in there for the laughs. I put it in there for the laughs. Dude, I hope they run a trick play, though, with a Tebow to Lawrence throw. Oh, my God. Dude, you know that's going to happen, right? Oh, my God. It would be amazing. It would go mega ultra viral if it worked or didn't work, even if they dropped it. That would be the most expensive NFT of all time. <laughs> Dude, that would be amazing, though. They got to start okay. doing that, bro. I would love to get in some like NFL highlights. NFL NFT. NFTs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I think Tom Brady just opened up his own. He probably has already. I know athletes like are doing it independently. Yeah, Andre Drummond had like prices for like fifty thousand dollars in the highest bid. It was like six bucks or something. <laughs> God damn. Um. Anyway, so next one is the Falcons will not be a dog shit team and play second in the NFC South. Hmm. I mean, the Falcons. They have Calvin Ridley. They have Kyle Pitts. Matt Ryan is not terrible. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Oh, that's tough. And finish and win. Did it say win or get second? Second. Second. Okay. I mean, I don't. I. I, I don't think so. No. I mean, I think the Saints, even with their quarterback situation, I think the Saints are going to finish behind the Bucks. I really do. I, I don't know. I think that's a decent hot take, though. Like, if we're yeah. talking, like, in terms of hot take or not, I'm going with, like, a 7 out of 10 on that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm, like, six and a half, seven on this because I think it's hot enough. 
but it's also kind of boring for your hot take to be that this team will finish second in the division. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. That's why I was like, first or second? That's kind of weird. So, but this is these are hot takes that have been given to us through a Reddit post and a Twitter post. So, um, these are not just us brainstorming right before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These are all pulled from social media. Yeah. We got a comment here. It says NFC South is going to be bad second in the division. It could still be ass other than the Bucks, though. That is true. They will probably have one of the worst second place teams. We don't know how the Saints are going to pan out without Drew Brees. So, yeah. It could be a huge um, flop. Here's one that I like. So, Henry Ruggs, Raiders wide receiver, uh, will have a breakout year and break some niche touchdown record about long receptions, long touchdown receptions. I like that one a lot too. Uh, I'm going to give that a 9 out of 10 because it is a hot take. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm saying 8 because it is – yeah, it's a hot take, but it's also like I could totally see him doing this. Me too. I thought Ruggs was going to do more last year. I really did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure injuries got in the way with him a little bit. But uh, I think – and Derek Carr is is a decent quarterback, so – with a with an arm, so I mean he oh, he yeah, could he do this. This is this is doable. Yeah, I he like that it. one a lot. Actually, I really hope Henry Ruggs has a good season because I really had a lot higher expectations for him last year. All right, Taysom Hill wins the Saints' starting job and takes them to the playoffs. I don't. I'm gonna give that like a four out of ten because I don't think it's that hot of a take to say that Taysom Hill will win the starting job. Like we said, you know, Sean Payton has that weird fetish for Taysom Hill. And he's not a bad athlete. He's not a bad quarterback. But to say that he's going to take them to the playoffs, that's a bit more of a hot take. So I'll give that – actually, I'll put it at a five right in the middle. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you for all the, for all the things that you just said too. Yeah. But let's end it on this one. This one's really interesting. So we got Derrick Henry will be the first running back ever to finish with back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons. So he's finishing with another 2,000-yard season next year and will only receive one MVP vote. Is Did he only receive one MVP vote, like specifically on his 2K-yard season? I don't okay. think he got really any last year. But he's That's, I didn't think so either, yeah. And receive one MVP vote. I, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if – Derrick Henry repeated it. I really I wouldn't. Give, I give this I for me this hot takes a 10. Really? Because because it has so many elements to it, because it's like saying that he, he could go back to back, which is like unlikely. I don't think so, but it's a hot take, so and I'll entertain it. And the fact that he'd only receive one MVP vote, because it's kind of true that he's gonna do the most amazing thing that a running back can do in the NFL and only get one MVP vote because the only thing that wins MVPs are quarterbacks. Yeah, that's true. So good hot take. I like that one. Yeah. Cause I actually think that's a possibility. I think Henry could definitely go for 2k yards again. I really do. Especially now they got Julio. that's going to open the field up a little bit more. Defenses are probably going to be a bit more honest to their receiving core. I don't know. That's an interesting one. I'll give that like a, Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. Good way to end it. I like that one. Yeah. All right. So that was our hot take ratings. Let us know what you thought about those. I really like this as a segment. I think it could get even better with more interaction from you guys on Twitter. So next time we fire off one of those tweets, please respond to it. We will definitely rate your hot take. Yeah. And maybe we can even incorporate, like, uh, we'll read who this comment is from. You know what I mean? If it's on our Twitter and and stuff like that, if it's one of our followers, per se. 
<clears throat> yeah, all right. Moving on now from American football to European football. This is absolutely huge news. We could not go a week without talking about it. It kind of came out of nowhere. Everything happened so fast, but Lionel Messi has just signed a two-year deal with Paris Saint-Germain worth $41 million a year plus, you know, incentive bonuses. But holy shit, like, I don't even know how to react. I mean, Messi is Barcelona. Barcelona is Messi. I don't understand. I don't think many people saw this coming. Uh, he had a deal in place with Barcelona that was supposed to sign it. He literally goes to meet with them. And then apparently Spanish La Liga regulations, they don't allow teams to pay the amount his salary was. Some bullshit like that. I'm still confused on it. But Messi offered to take half of his salary, like a 50% pay cut. Still didn't work out. I don't really get it, but he's gone. It's done. He he's out of Barcelona. He's with PSG now. So it's crazy. Basically, it's, <laughs> is it La Liga's fault, or because Barcelona refused to make it work, or is this is this the Spanish league's fault? That's what I don't know. I've heard that it's mostly the Spanish <laughs> league's fault because of their weird regulations. That's so ret- That's so bad. And yeah, and also because like the French league where he he just went to PSG. The French league has no regulations on how much they can pay players. So he's making a shit ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. In the Messi situation, I don't, we just lost Elijah there for a second. I don't know what happened, but I'll keep talking about the Messi situation. A deal fell through with Barcelona. I still don't really get how exactly it happened. The La Liga regulation seems like a bit of bullshit to me. Um, but Elijah's back. There we go. Yeah. I had no idea what happened just then. Just crashed. No, uh, you're good. Anyway, yeah, that's so weird. I can't believe that La Liga would just let that happen because they just let their biggest star walk out. Exactly. He like he is their biggest star, and they already lost Ronaldo a few years ago to Serie A in Italy. And fucking Neymar. That to the same team, PSG. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's also kind of going to be weird too because on one end, yes, Messi is now teamed up with Neymar and Kylian Mbappe, who I think Mbappe is going to be the next Messi once Messi and Ronaldo retired. Really? That's kind of a hot take, but Mbappe's fucking good. But anyway, those three together, unbeatable, literally insane. Like if, if I ever play somebody in FIFA and I see them scrolling over to PSG, I'm fucking quitting. I'm not playing <laughs> that. There's no way, dude. I mean, yeah. there's been some good trios before. Like you can even say Messi, Neymar, whenever they played together with Suarez at Barcelona, that was probably one of the best trios of all time. Then you look at in Bayern, they had Lewandowski, uh, Arjen Robin, Frank Ribery. That was an amazing trio. And then just a few years ago at Real Madrid, Ronaldo, uh, Benzema, Christian Bale. That's insane. But I think this one tops them all. They're going to absolutely shred it. If I were you, if you're listening, I would put all of my fucking money, take your house mortgage out, put it on PSG to win the Champions League, because it's going to happen. I, yeah. What, what are the odds? Plus three fifty. That's money in the bank. It's dude. It's money. I don't. I really just don't see them losing. Yeah. Well, they're already op in that league anyway. That was like the one. I remember. Wasn't there people saying like Neymar's bored in the Parisian league? Like he only likes playing 
in UEFA tournaments and like the Champions League and stuff because yeah. like they just dominate uh, the French league. Yeah, it's I mean people call the French league the farmers league for a reason. I mean some of these guys in like the in the second league, you know, the tier below the main league, basically the Premier League for France, but the guys in the second tier have full-time jobs outside of it. And so that's why they call it the farmers league, you know, cuz it's like the joke that you're literally playing against farmers that also play soccer. So it, it compared to PSG, they are levels and I mean like significantly better than any other team in the French league and it's not even a competition. So they like, and now with Messi, that's going to be even less competition. So it, it really is just going to be to watch them in your like UEFA champions yeah. league and everything. But yeah, Holy shit, dude. I can't believe it. it it's, it's kind of sad. Like Messi spent his entire career, his entire life at Barcelona since he was like 14. Yeah. End of an era for sure. Yeah, and he, he was, you know, his press conference was depressing. Yeah, didn't he, he fucking, cry? Yeah, man, he was crying. It was sad. Oh, man. But I get it, though. He he seemed like he really wanted to stay. So I, I just still don't get what the fuck went down with all that. So I don't know. We'll probably, it is what it we'll is. probably see a documentary about this in like two years. I would actually, I would love to see that, yeah. I want to see some kind of got documentary about like, Ronaldo and Messi together. Because, like, dude, there honestly probably is one, but it's in like Spanish or some shit. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I hear, actually, I that. guarantee you, there's one, but it's in Spanish. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, chances are it's not going to be made in America. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, that's really all there is to it with the the PSG deal. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch him play there, regardless uh, if he's playing farmers or not. Because once they play in the Champions League, that's where shit's going down. Yeah. It's going to be fun. All right, let's hit some love it or loathe it. Let's do it. I'll go ahead and take uh, – no, you go ahead and take the first three because I know you want to talk about Luca. All right, let's do it. First up, we got Luka Doncic signs a massive five-year, $207 million deal with the Mavericks. I love, 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 love love this because obviously I'm a Mavs fan so I'm going to sign our generational talent to a five-year deal he's going to stay with us I don't think he's a guy that would want to demand his way out and all those people screaming get Luka out of Dallas get Luka out of Dallas no he's fine it's only been two playoff runs they're gonna figure it out he seems happy to wait he's yeah it's everything is fine we're gonna get him a ring don't worry about it all right, next up, Dennis Schroeder gambled on himself big time and fumbled the bag. Um, I I guess I love this. Um, yeah, he was offered four years and $80 million to stay with the Lakers um, to play with uh, LeBron James and AD. I don't know if you ever heard of those guys. Uh, and he denied it because he wanted 100 mil. And now he's playing at the um, veterans minimum. At five million, five point nine million with the Celtics, <laughs> dude. That's it's comical, bro. It honestly is. I kind of feel bad for him because I like yeah. Dennis Schroeder as a player, but is he worth a hundred million? No, no. Bad I mean, gamble. Shit. If he if he balled out and then won another championship with the Lakers, yeah, he would have been. I guess he's already worth eighty million. I guess, yeah. I bet you the that's Lakers true. Were 
I bet you the Lakers did a big old. Yeah, like they were so happy. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Next up is Clemson quarterback DJ Uagalele. I hope I said that right. That last name is so complicated. We'll anyway, figure it out midseason. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence's replacement <laughs> signs an NIL deal with Dr. Pepper's Fanville ad campaign. I love this. I guess it's a bad time since that ridiculous ad. Do you like those ads? I love the Fanville ad campaign. I can't. I like them until it's the. 15th time that I've seen one, the same one before halftime, and then I can't stand them. You're right on that. They are super overplayed so, during the season. I feel bad for Ugalele because everyone's going to end up hating him because they're going to be tired of seeing this 19-year-old kid's <laughs> very badly rehearsed line in this commercial that everyone's going to constantly see. <laughs> It's going to be interesting, too, watching like college football games and seeing the athletes in commercials during the game while they're playing. Because like we're kind of accustomed to that with guys like Baker Mayfield, who does a shit ton of commercials in the NFL. Yeah, that's gonna be wild. Okay. All right. Speaking of wild, I think this is as my vote for most random sports story of all time. Let's hear it. J.R. Smith is gonna go play college golf. He is enrolled at North Carolina A and T and will play for the college golf team if the NCAA allows him. I love this one because of the exact reason you already listed. This is the most random and obscure sports story in recent history that I can think of. Um, did I know J.R. Smith played golf? No. But am I going to probably watch some random highlights I see on Twitter of J.R. Smith in a NCAA and T polo? Sure, because why not? He's um, not going to have a polo. He's going to be shirtless. <laughs> Dude, I honestly, think that's what they're trying to approve with the NCAA is that um, J.R. Smith is trying to play golf without a shirt. So. Just shirtless with khakis, you know, and golf shoes. Faded That'd be a look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a look. I love that, though. That's I just think it's fucking hilarious. Okay. Uh, Jalen Green said he thought he should have been drafted number one. I loathe this. Um, they Jalen Green and Kate Cunningham just played each other in the summer league. Um, I don't think Jalen Green should have been number one, nor do I think Cade Cunningham should have. I'm a big Jalen Suggs fan. I think Suggs is going to have a better career than everybody, so I loathe okay. that. Man, it's just a hot take central today. It really is, honestly. Dishing out. Okay, um, last one. Robert Sala compares Zach Wilson to Peyton Manning. Um, I'm going to loathe it because, like you said, it's too much training camp hype. It's way too soon for all this. I do love the fact, though, that the coach is hype on his young quarterback. You know, that's good to see. Probably good for the team. But I just don't think it's a realistic comparison before he's played a game in the NFL. Yeah. So for that reason, I love it. All right. All right. We did it. We got through it. No no Wi-Fi issues. Fuck yeah, we did it. Yeah. Except that all one right. weird moment where I got kicked out, but it's okay. Oh, well, that, that was an easy fix. Yeah, yeah, we got back. All right, next week we are planning on doing some college football predictions, and we are in the works of getting a MLB draftee on the podcast. He was just drafted in this most recent MLB draft, so don't want to guarantee anything yet, but that is in the works, so stay tuned for that. We will put that on Twitter if that gets confirmed at any time. But for now, we'll be back same time, same place, live at 8 o'clock next Wednesday. 
and thank you guys for listening.